0: Tonight, we're going to talk about who's pouring the foundation. In our kids' life, the foundation is the most important part. During this time, we teach them who they are and who they will become. This is commonly known as the informative years. The assignment was given by God. He's the source. And the control is given to the parents to speak life or death. If we don't control the direction of the flow, the hose, for example, the water will go any and everywhere. We as parents have to control the faucet and the holes if we don't someone else will and we can't guarantee that they will teach the same as us the parents so without further ado let me get right to her. hello hey good evening Good evening. So, let to get right into this. When I believe that you must pour into your kids' foundation. I believe that that's what they learn their morals and Principles and their identity Let's start Right there What's your thoughts on that
1: uh, I definitely agree You know um, the Children When you have children they become Your responsibility And that in every sense Of a word. Um, You are responsible for their uh, physical being, mental, spiritual guidance. Um, You are responsible for them financially. Um, You are responsible to educate them when they are being either improperly or undereducated. You are. Responsible for them And and I think That Some people Some parents say their job is over at 18 But I believe the contrary I think the job Actually starts all over again at 18 Because I think there's a new set of rules And responsibilities And a new set of obligations um, That you hold to that child Or to those children Uh, That being said It's the parent's responsibility To teach children, teach your child, um, or mold them into the person that God has designed them to be. While we don't have, we may not have a definitive purpose when our children are born, but I believe that God gives us insight. And um, as a mother... You know, I'd like to think that, or I know that, that God has already, in a sense, shown me um, who my children are supposed to be, um, in a sense. And it's my job to, and I think we've talked about this before, but it's my job to mother them in a way that they become who God has designated them to be and live their life. That God has designed for them Um, I have boys All boys And First and foremost For me um, It is my job to teach them The difference Of a boy and a girl It is my Mm -hmm. job To teach them first and foremost um, What they are Because they are based on their gender. Okay. That, I believe that life is hard enough. The last thing that I ever want to do to my children is have them try and decide or determine something that's already been determined for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, in in teaching my child and training my child, as the Bible says, "Train them up in the way they should go," I do teach them their gender, and I teach them the differences between their gender um, and and the other gender because there's only two. There's a there's a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. and um, and so I believe you 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 teach them that. You start there in informing their identity and helping them grow into a sense of self.
0: I can do that. So, what about? Excuse me. I read this article where this this kid. You know, I don't remember the exact age. But this kid tells the teacher uh, <clears throat> I'm a I'm an opposite sex. So let's say it was a boy and the teacher tells he tells the teacher he's a girl. So now the teacher is um, feeding into this it's not into the shenanigans if you will do you think that it was proper for the teacher to just jump and start doing and saying this and speaking this into this kid's life without insulting the parents
1: no absolutely not I I recall the article that you're talking about Um, it was uh I think it was a young girl who had gone to school um, and come out, so to speak okay and um i don't I don't remember how old the girl was, but I think she may have been middle school age or early high school age um somehow she was convinced that she was a boy and lived her life. For fourteen fifteen years as a girl, never had you know never spoke to her parents about being anything other than a girl you know she did her thing as a girl, and there were no signs you know that the parents that you know said that there were no signs ever that she was a boy, but something happened um and I think the girl was on the autistic spectrum, so very functional and did well in school and stuff, but um, you know was was autistic and she was apparently in school approached by a a girl who was who had recently transitioned um, as trans and transgender. And so she too took on this transgender identity and came out to her school based off this one conversation with this transgender individual um, and the school of course embraced her, you know began using the however they you know the pronouns them and they or what have you, and gave her access to the gender neutral bathroom and um, was basically kind of, you know, embracing her without having the conversation with the parents or without bringing the parents in and saying, hey, this is what happened. How do you want to handle? They went about it themselves and they began defining this young lady as. Transgender um, And obviously I think That the parents were infuriated And for me No one at all Gets to determine Or gets to Drive That for me No one gets to tell my child What he um, Will be What he is Or what he is going to be No one gets to do that uh, I do you do, his dad, as his parents. That is that is our job. And it is not anyone's it is not anyone else's business.
0: Well
1: place. place. It's not their business what we teach here as far as what we're teaching or what we're pouring into our child. But it's not their place either to either confirm or deny or affirm or change um, our teachings or our perspective of what our children are supposed to be it's it's like for me it's almost like you know our 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 fourteen year old says today he want to play football, we sign him up for football, and you know we spend spend some money on football gear and you know, standing in this corner, and then, you know, he goes and he tries football. Well, for months, it was good until school started, and he figured out, you know what, I don't even like the sport that much. I don't like the sport of football, and wasn't happy doing it, so he quit. Okay, that's not a big deal Why? Because we haven't done Anything to change Who he is Truth be told, he's coming into Who he is because he's learning His likes and his dislikes And he's learning to choose What's better For him in his life um, Without Having the fight of Figuring out Gender, because that's already done for him You see what I'm saying? And so when you have a 14, 15-year-old who says, hey, I'm a boy, and they were born a female, and suddenly they're male, this week, next week, it may be something different. So why should I nurture and encourage you to to be transgender, and why should I feed that when you're a child? You're indecisive. You have no idea what the world holds for you, um, but I'm going to pull you in, and I'm going to rein you in, and and you're going to be this one thing, and we're going to go ahead and take measurements and precautions to make sure you are this one thing, such as hormone treatment and different things like that, that that's available, um, and we lock them in. You know
0: I do How often or how frequent do you believe children change their mind? every day
1: every day so, every second it's their mind a child's mind is it never stops like it's like a clock mm-hmm. that keeps on ticking it it's, it's the, the battery never goes out. Their second hand, they may be in one place for 60 seconds, but that second hand, it keeps going. And one second, you know, our our three-year-old loves chicken nuggets. The next second, he doesn't like chicken. You know what I'm saying? And it's one minute, oh, I love broccoli. I don't like broccoli. They have no idea. They're just trying out things at at young ages. Even in the teen ages, you know, it wasn't even four months ago when we signed up and paid money and, you know, stuff to, to sign up for football and went shopping to buy all these things and such and doing practice and having the conversation of, you know, if your grades aren't up, you can't play football. And you remember we had the conversation and he, he nearly cried, didn't he? Don't take football away. I just really don't want you to take football away, right? You recall? Yeah, I recall. And then... <laughs> And now, now it's you know what I don't really like the sport. Practice is you know I mean I like practicing I can I can do the workouts and stuff but the sport it just isn't it doesn't do it for me. Um, I don't like being hit. That was the conversation. I know it's the game that's the, that's the game but I actually I get mad when I get hit. You know, and if I can't have fun with it, then I don't want to play because I can't have fun being hit or hitting people. Okay. So, you know, change, minds change just that quick. You know, now, now imagine if we had to lock them in and said, oh, well, no, you're not quitting. You don't have to like it. You know, um, down the road, something would have suffered. Grades would have suffered. Um, his social skills would have suffered social life would have suffered and you know, then comes an onset of depression because he's locked into this box and he can't step out to fulfill himself. So, you know, children's minds change like clockwork.
0: So Let's talk about these influences, right? Because we know that the things that they have access to can influence their thoughts, their decisions.
1: We fight that battle every day.
0: Absolutely. How much control per se should the parents maintain in order to keep their foundation strengthened? Now, the Pastor come online, he's going to say that, you know, it has to be tested and all that good stuff. I get it. But how much control? Or when should you start loosening control? Because in this case of the article, this was a teacher. These are who we, you know, trust our kids with on a the daily. They removed the parent think... out of the PTA, if you will. Parent Teacher Association. So now it's just the Teacher Association. So <laughs> yeah. for me as a parent I will be livid. Right? Now I'm going to the school and I'm gonna remove my child from this, this this teacher's presence because you're teaching against what I teach.
1: I I think it's important for people to know their place in your child's life first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And you're you're right. Um, I'm livid as well. You know, that happens. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to the school and, you know, and quite frankly, there may be some choice words, probably some ungodly ones because I'm not perfect. I do love God and I pray and, you know, I put him first ahead of all things, but I'm just being honest, you know, probably some choice words because now what you have done is you have confused my child and set my child up for failure. And the reason I say you set my child up for failure is because something that I've been teaching him or her for the last 14 years, you have gone against that. And now he's trying to, among other things that they're trying to figure figure out as teenagers, they're trying to figure out how to face other challenges such as other influences, and um, find themselves, whether they're going to be an athlete or a, um, a scholar or what have you, you know, they're going through all these different emotions of puberty. You have yet put another roadblock in my child's way by telling him or her that, oh, yeah, it's okay if you want to be a girl or a boy, never mind the body parts that you have never mind the the set of chromosomes that you have your dna defines you as a boy or girl forget all that you can be whatever it is you want to be and i get it you know when you're talking about someone trying to be president or you're talking about someone trying to own their own business or corporation. Yeah, you can be whoever you want to be, but the fact of the matter is, is that you cannot change your DNA. You can't change your biological makeup. It's already determined. And if I am teaching you that as a child and basically driving that and building your foundation, or I start to, God has already laid out, the floor plan, or, you know, he's already poured the foundation, part of the foundation, um, by giving you or by designating you to be a boy or a girl. The only thing I'm doing is I'm building off of that. And if I'm building off of that and I spent 15 years of building and here you are and you're telling them that it's okay to do this and you're undermining my authority, yeah, I'm with you. Going to the school, I'm going to take them out and, you know, do whatever the next necessary steps are to get my child back on the right track. According to, one, the word of God, and two, what, according to how I'm raising my household, what's right for me may not be right for you. My normal may not be your normal. So I don't define right as, you know, we'll let your child be free and be who he, she desires to be, will be what they desire to be as far as gender, you know, is concerned.
0: Right. So I believe that society plays a huge role. I think society is also counterproductive in this in this role, in this pouring this foundation. Because in one hand you're saying this is what God assigned you, this is who you're gonna be, and society is saying, hey, you don't have to be that. Who says you have to be that? Right. So now the kids are confused. So now my work is twice as hard because not only do I have to, you know, pour the foundation, smooth it out, and now I got to protect it from impurities, society coming in their, quote unquote, impure thoughts
1: make my work twice as hard. Yeah, and I think that, you know, one, first and foremost, I, I'm sorry, I did in that last, I, I did not really address your question as far as society. But like you said, first and foremost, it you have um, your parents teaching you, you know, one thing and then society comes in and tells you something totally different. Well, I think that we, it's up to the parents to have honest, age appropriate, honest conversations with the children, um, which which means that until they get to an age where they understand the influences available in society, and um, they understand what can happen on social media. Um, you keep it away from them, you know. Like uh, our fourteen-year-old, he he just got to where he could get uh, a social media app. And notice I said a social media app. We have not given permission to give all, but um, he has a clear understanding. Who he is and where he's going And um, it, it, it maybe It's clear right now um, I'll say that the basics Or his foundation is clear um, To say that he is a boy He will be a man um, And then we're teaching Him life skills Based on those two things You know what I'm saying So we're teaching mm-hmm. him the confidence Which he has confidence in, To a certain extent Um, And then we're teaching him other life skills, trying to instill work ethic and work habits and, you know, teaching him how to dress. And, uh, again, society um, has, even with that, um, even with us, I wouldn't say sheltering, but covering him, keeping him from social media, uh, society still has a way of affecting him because we have conversation all the time. You know, people don't dress like he dressed. Like he says that he dresses like, you know, old people. But what what he doesn't realize is that look, you don't dress according to the people around you. You know, you don't look how everybody around you looks. You know, we dress you this way or we encourage you to dress this way because we already see or know a little bit about where you're going, and so it's it's our job to make sure that that path is carved out. Whether you choose it or not is up to you. But all we're doing right now is carving that path, and we're saying, you know, well, you need to dress this way. Don't you can't roll out of bed in basketball shorts and go to school and and think you're going to be ready. To learn Okay You can roll out of bed in basketball shorts And go shoot ball Or you can roll out of bed and go cut grass But You have to dress The part You're going to school Look like you're going to learn something um, Don't look like you're going to play ball You know we teach that all the time And that's, it. that's a daily Conversation In the bed Well
0: You just kind of to face my next question How often should the kids be reminded Of You know um, Who they are Who they're going to be uh, All that good stuff
1: um, I think you have the conversations As often as necessary You know um, Some children need it more than others uh, Ours You know uh, our, our little ones, of course, we we affirm them as as boys, and <laughs> they, you know, they're kind of all over the place right now. But you know, the the teenager is like, um, well, the fourteen year old is, he has grown up with. With our teachings, so it's we we affirm or we reiterate um, with him. You see what I'm saying? So it's often as necessary. Sometimes we can we can have a conversation and we kind of see or hear just in this conversation, like, all right, now you're slipping a little bit to the left because you know, like that ain't that's not who you are. That's not what we do. So we have to kind of get them back on track. And then, of course, the 15-year-old, the he didn't grow up with our teachings. So it's with him, it's, we're hitting that nail on the head every day. And it's, you know, beating the dead horse, so to speak. It's going to be beating the dead horse, so to speak, with him because he, he didn't grow up with those types of affirmations or those types of teachings. So, um, you know, every child is different. Every child needs different conversations or a different number of conversations or, you know, different level of encouragement.
0: I agree. I agree. And I believe that if you don't, someone will. And it may not be the lessons that you want them to learn or they may not be the lessons that you're teaching.
1: Say that so, again, it may not be
0: the lessons that you want them to learn. Like, if you're not doing it outside of the house, so you got to be careful because they may not be learning what you want them to learn or what you're trying to teach. So, it goes back to the influences, you got to be very careful especially nowadays. You know, there was a time when if you were in trouble, you could go to the police and say, hey, this is what's going on, whatever the case may be. I believe that that is now a thing of the past. You know what I mean? You can't really just go up and yeah." Uh, we're not gonna get into that. But go ahead. You have to be very careful of whom you have around who's influencing the kids.
1: You you do. Um the the one thing and one pastor comes on he could say he said it all the time, you could tell a fruit by the tree. So if if you're not the biggest influence in your child's life Then how is your child Going to reflect you as the tree they're, If they're If my boys are my fruit Then it's up to me To be their Primary source of water Okay Not to say that the rain isn't going to come Not to say that somebody else's sprinkler Won't hit it Yeah that may be well and fine But These roots that hang from my branches. Okay? Um they get their nutrients, they get their water, they get uh their survival from me. So if my roots, so first of all that comes with, you know, your parents roots, like our roots and our foundation got to be in the right place. Um mm-hmm. and we got to keep ourselves watered in the Full with Word and and spirit um, In order For us to pour into our children But again we have to make sure That we are The major Source Um, You know there's going to be rain that comes Through there's going to be You know uh, Somebody sprinkler somebody may pick up the water Holes and try and spray But guess what That that's only temporary. That only lasts for a few seconds. Their water holes will turn off, and these fruit continue to hang from us. So just because there are outside influences um, doesn't mean we stop doing what we do. Yeah, it does make our job harder, um, but when you're a child of God, nothing's easy. At least that's what I've learned. (laughs) Shoot, nothing comes to, to the children of God. You know, everything... For me, it feels like it seems like everything is a fight. Um, so, you know, we fight to, to, and not physically, of course, but we fight to make sure that we are the number one in, in our child's life, to make sure that if there's a mom and a dad in a household, that that dad is the superhero, not Iron Man or Incredible Hulk. They are entertainment um but the dad is that superhero and we make sure that those boys um, we make sure that those boys model themselves after their dad not their mom we make sure when those boys are in the closet they stay out of their mom's shoes and they go to their dad's shoes you know what i'm saying we make sure when there's work to be done um they they do know how, need to know how to clean house and do things like that just keep themselves up but we make sure that that those boys get it from their dad and those girls from their mom that's what we have to do in order to help cultivate or their identity to help define their identity to help them understand who they are and who they're supposed to be.
0: I agree. And that's very important. You know, we always talk about leading by example. And I believe that that's the key to uh, I guess humanity. It it doesn't cost anything to do right, what's right, if you will. So when you have these kids looking at you, you must put on your, you know, your man, what what Pastor Carlton's a Superman outfit, you you got to. They got to see who who you really are and doing what's right because that's now what they're going to do. If they see you speeding, they're going to drive fast. If they see or hear you cussing out, you know, other drivers, or I don't want to say parents because we know that's not going to happen here. Anyhow, that's what they will do because that's what they're seeing. They don't know it's wrong. So if you're not laying that foundation and saying, hey, this is what males do. And I say males because you'll do the same thing when you're a boy as you will when you're an adult male. You're a male. Period. So we're going to start now. So we're going to take a few minutes right now and uh, pay a couple, and we will return. To from the Streets to the Pulpit. You're listening to From the Streets to the Pulpit. Feel free to call in and talk to the family at 929-477-2978. That's 1-929-477-2978. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Streets, the number two, Pool pit. From the Streets to the pulpit is sponsored in part by Lumberjack Hair Co. Our products are high quality and all natural to give you the best results when it comes to beard and hair care. Lumberjack for the men building culture around masculinity. Visit the website at www.lumberjackhairco.com. Now, thank you for your patience. We're talking about as parents leading by example. That's part of the foundation. I don't think that in my limited mind, I don't believe that a male could teach a female a little girl about being a woman. A woman can't teach a male boy how to be a man. Those are examples that has to come from that like gender What if now be mindful. Your kids are at school six hours a day, seven hours a day, and they have a teacher who's um, gender neutral. What's your thoughts on that?
1: If a teacher Wants to be referred to Then here's the thing I don't have A problem when other People want to be referred To As uh, What makes Them or they um, What have you If, If that's what they want To be called so be it I Am not their parent They are not my parent Like I have no connection to them So if my child is in the class And Miss Nixon Would want to be called Mix Nixon then, then she call them Mix Nixon That has okay you show respect Because that teacher is the authority Of the room Okay and that and if that's that, what that teacher Mandates then okay fine Um As for me, in my house, when it comes to what I teach my child about their gender and about who they are and who they will become, um, I choose to teach them in accordance with the gender that they were given as a baby. That is something that is determined by their father, um, both literally and spiritually, the man determines the sex of the baby. Okay? So that's how I teach my children as far as how we're raising at home. But if you're in the classroom or in a, 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 you know, a setting where someone's name is Nix Nixon, then, then that's how you refer to them. And if there are questions about that, then we discuss that at home. So, see, Whoa. I don't want to... You know, I don't. I don't. I'm not condoning or you know any disrespect, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? Okay.
2: Well, now, I'm
0: one. I believe a little different. I believe that there's only two genders. That simple. I don't have time to. Differentiate the two, or want what you you want. Uh, that's a, that's this new societal thing.
1: Yeah, I can do
0: and it. I, I can't. My mind, they have a very simple mind. It, it don't quite work
1: like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and and I. See, here's the thing. I I'm uh, again, I'm I'm much like you. I I don't say my simple mind, but in my very small mind in my very limited um opinion and limited ideas so to speak, you know, I'm with you. I believe that there are two genders, um, male and female. And okay, old school, I you know, tell me I got to change my way of thinking. Okay, that's your opinion. My opinion is they—they're two genders, okay. Um, when it comes to—I'm not really educated on when it comes to, you know, the reasons behind being uh, transgender or transsexual or pansexual or in, in anything of that nature. I, I'm not really educated on all of the differentiations okay um for me, I look at it like you plain and simple when it comes to identity and gender, you are what you were at birth, okay when it comes to names okay if you want if you know if you want to be called. If your mom named you John and you want to be called Tiger, then I'll call you Tiger. That has nothing to do with me. You see what I'm saying? So I can call you by any name you prefer to be called by. But when it comes to your gender, um, I think you are what God designated you to be already, what your father had already determined for you to be. Um, But I'm not going to sit and debate with you about what you are. 'Cause that's none of my business. You know I'm not going to So yeah, so if you want to be called tiger then okay, cool. I'll call you tiger. I won't growl at you. None of that kind of BS but But calling you you tiger and calling
0: you you a tiger is two different things.
1: It it is. I mean if I call you a tiger then I think that that that's different.
0: Right, that's what but I mean. You're asking so... me to
1: call you, you know, when when we talk about name, you're asking me to call you, mix nix or mix Nixon, or you know, whatever it may be. Then, okay, cool. Well, that's what you prefer. Cool. Like that's not. See, I think that, if this this whole this is probably another topic for another day. But this whole equality thing sometimes get taken too far, um, because. You want to be equal, but you don't want to have no level of privacy. You know, for me, right. and it always had. you know, for me, when you talk about someone being bisexual or someone being, you know, like in uh, girls, like in girls or boys, like in boys or however, whatever the case may be, for me, that is simply about sex that is simply about who you prefer to have sex with which is absolutely none of my business i don't care who you want to lay down with at night because it has absolutely nothing to do with me i think society has taken away our ability to live in private And saying that, you know what, in order for you to be equal, you got to be vocal about what you do, who you are, and I don't think that's the case. I don't owe anyone an explanation about who I like to have sex with, Um, and I don't have to advertise it. That's just me in my small mind, liking, you know, people of one sex liking someone of the same sex. It's simply about A sexual experience Okay Like so that's again I may be way off base But that's just That's just me So I guess I'm saying You know You want to be equal We don't have to broadcast all that Because typically straight people I mean You don't walk around Saying Who you like to sleep with at night
0: Right,
1: so I guess you know maybe I need to be educated on all the different um options or different people there are when it comes to that, but as far as addressing someone you know i you address me. How I want to be addressed. That um, I don't know. I guess that's that's respectful.
0: I don't know. Um, um, you gotta have standards. You gotta have guidelines. If a male teacher comes in the classroom with the window and you have him you want my child to call you ma'am. And you got a damn beard And he know you're a man Nah we ain't doing that I'm sorry I'm sorry That's that's just as bad As you standing in front of me A damn human And telling me you're a tiger Nah
1: Yeah I, I can dig it And I think that you know I mean, I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I don't, while I don't disag I don't necessarily disagree, um, I'm just saying, you know, one perspective, a name is a name, and, you know, and then I guess I'd say, you know, if, if, if the child is uncomfortable, then then absolutely or not, you know, like, why do I have to, why do I have to be uncomfortable in order for you to be comfortable?
0: Right.
1: So if, no, if I'm not comfortable with saying "ma'am" to you because you are a boy, you are a man. If I'm uncomfortable with that, then why is that okay as long as you're comfortable? That's not equality. That's not, you know, that's not what we all are so-called fighting for. Um, I think that there's no common ground sometimes when it comes to topics or discussions with people like this. There's no common ground. It's, you know, I, I'm a boy. I want you to call me Mac because I'm a boy. Well, you got boobs bigger than my mom. Why would I call you Mac or Mr. Mac? You see what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, that is uncomfortable. That may be uncomfortable for my son to call a dude or a female Mr. Mac when right her her is bigger than yours, you know? Like what that's that's strange, like that doesn't I'm not comfortable with that. Okay, what well, we do what we need to do to move you out of that class. You know, like I don't have to have a conversation with that person about who they Are who they have become, or what have you. I just need to make sure that I put my child in an environment where he is comfortable.
0: I agree. So, for me, I think that this whole equality movement has gone too far out of bounds. It has. I think we should. I think we should keep it about humanity. And let that just be what it is Because Equality has Like you were saying earlier To make you comfortable I now have to be uncomfortable But if we're going to be You know Humane about it I don't think it's One More than other
1: it's not. I don't think it. I don't think it should be one more than the other. Um, the, uh, again, I think the problem is, is because. See, here's the thing, and this is probably a topic for pastor or a topic for um, for another night. But I, I, again, it for me it all boils down to sex. It boils down to sexuality, a, a sexual experience not even necessary sexuality, it boils down to a sexual experience. We are, when when you have a 8-year-old comes home and say, I like girls, okay, I was 8, I like girls too. My best friend, I've had my best friend for, you know, 35 years now, you know what I'm saying? I like her, I like girls, but there's a difference. I don't like girls. To have, I don't want to have sex with girls. I don't. I don't have any type of physical attraction to girls. And I think there's the difference when we um, start to to kind of cultivate and grow our children and encourage them. Okay, you like girls? Yeah, that's fine. And we start to uh, water that seed. And it so, what? She likes girls. Okay. She may want to be best friends with a girl That doesn't mean that we can't go to the next level And assume And, and start to Nourish The Lesbian Relationship right. You see what I'm saying right. um, we, we no longer Teach Asstinists, we no longer teach our girls, our boys, you know value your seed don't just go wasting your seed. We no' longer teach our girls you know don't don't just go giving your virginity away you know like that's supposed to be for your husband. That is going out the window when when your girl comes home and say, "I like girls, your boy comes home and say, "I like boys." we parents begin to teach them um, on a whole nother Level that their minds haven't even began to explore. So I believe sometimes, in some instances, we as parents, when we do that, we actually are teaching um, a learned behavior. We're teaching them how to be sexual within their own gender simply because they said, I like her. Oh, I like her. Okay, so what you like her? You get to know her. And y'all establish a friendship and y'all, you know, become best friends for 35 years versus me nourishing a seed or, you know, watering a seed that you like her for a sexual me. You see what I'm saying?
0: Right. So, we mentioned equality, and we're gonna give definitions just so that we're all on the same page. Equality is the state of being equal, especially in status, rights, and opportunities. Synonyms is fairness, justness. Equitability, impartiality, even-handedness, equal rights, equal opportunities, non-discrimination. Nowhere does it say that I have to make I have to sacrifice my comfort for yours. Nowhere. Humanity is the human race, human beings collectively. The synonyms, humankind, the human race, human species, mankind, man, people, morals, mortals, excuse me, homo sapiens, and... The next one is humanness, benevolence, that's compassion, brotherly love, fellow feeling, humanness, uh, kindness, kind-heartedness, consideration, understanding, sympathy, tolerance, goodness, good-heartedness, gentleness, leniency, mercy, mercifulness, pity, tenderness, benevolence, charity, generosity, all this are acts of humaneness. But nowhere in here does it say that I have to sacrifice myself, my comfort for you. Nowhere.
2: All right, I agree.
0: I agree. I think
1: that so. Where you know,
0: where are we getting this from?
1: Equality, or where are we getting what the the right to be called? Uh, where are we a getting different...
0: where okay. I have to be uncomfortable to make you comfortable?
1: I don't think and that that's see, equality. Right, but see, I don't think that see, th- These are things that's not being talked about You know, like I think that I think the fight for equality When The fight for equality on one spectrum Is, you know, for those Who are involved in same-sex relationships um, They want to be equal To um, Those They want to be equal to those Who are in a um traditional relationship, so to speak, so I think that when in on some aspects when they when you talk about equality and the fight for equality is on especially on the lawful side, where benefits come into play, you know you spend your life with a partner of the same sex and you are not entitled to have a say in you know, excuse me, like the last days of their life, if God forbid they come down with a terminal illness, you don't have a say in the in funeral arrangements. You don't, you don't get any, um, you know, life insurance. You're not entitled to any life insurance because, you know, y'all weren't legally married because you couldn't get legally married. So I think in some aspects the fight for equality is on that front. I think the problem is we as Americans or as a people – have gotten so sensitive about who we are that we get offended when somebody says we're not. You see what I'm saying? I think it's um, insecurity. And because of the insecurity, we call discrimination or, or we, you know, like to make a whole lot of noise. Um, And that's when the comfort level comes into play because, okay, now you're not calling me mister like I told you to call me mister, so now I'm going to start saying discrimination and how you don't like us and how, you know, I'm going to start calling out the differences between you and me simply because of my insecurity. See, I can tell you, for me, I can walk down the street and know that I'm a woman, know that I'm a wife, and know who I am And if somebody calls me A bitch I'm going to keep walking Because I know who I am You see what I'm saying I'm confident in who I am So the word bitch does not move me It does not even offend me Because I know who I am I can't be I can't be shaken You know what I'm saying Like, like I define me You don't So you know When I think that when you call me a bitch and I have a reaction, an emotional reaction, and I start making a whole lot of noise and start saying how you don't treat me equal and all I want to do is be equal, those are because of my problems. Those are because of my insecurities. I don't think I'm equal. I don't think I measure up. I don't think I deserve this, that, or the third. So that's why I'm making all this noise, and I want people to hear me, and I'm out here putting on the show now because you have just made me different. You see what I'm saying? Like, you
0: mm-hmm.
1: you didn't call me what I wanted you to call me. And, you know, now I'm uncomfortable. You know, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to make you uncomfortable. You see what I'm saying? So sure. it, it it's kind of one of those things. And this is just my opinion. You know, my opinion is, is that, you know, the levels of comfort and discomfort come because we're not secure about the past. That we've chosen or about the life that we've Chosen because I believe that when you Are secure about that then nothing Can shake you you don't you know you don't Have to go out and and fight These fights because civil rights And all that stuff like that's already been Done
0: I agree with you
2: 100%
0: I
1: believe
0: that like you said, it, it's it's your personal issue, and maybe you're trying to prove that you're actually strong, stronger than you know people in society see you. Um, maybe I mean truthfully, you have people who. Um, in In my opinion, my belief is that people transfer genders right It's okay to be to be homosexual. that's on you but when you start trying to do all that extra stuff, I believe that you don't measure up to that sex that you are if you will right so if that's the case, let's say. Now you don't measure up as a woman So hell I'll just be a man And I want you to see me as a man And I'm going to make all this noise Because You're going to respect me As a man and all this crap I think that that's How all this really come about That's like the foundation of Of all of this When in actuality Just be you. Why are you, whatever, why are you deceiving yeah. people? Whatever it is, just be you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Whatever, whatever, I mean, again, with every challenge, and believe me, life throws a different challenge. Every day, sometimes every minute Sometimes, you know, every second You know, it's Every, you're a moving target So with, with every Other challenge that Life has for you Because you're going to go through trials And tribulations, that is biblical um, Why Do you want to take on Something as Contentious or as Challenging or as impossible Okay, as gender. When for me again, in my small mind, it comes down to sexuality. Like, okay, if you are a boy but you like wearing skirt, wear a skirt. Why do you actually have to change or take medication or transition? to be a woman if you like wearing skirts. Right. You could just be a man who like to wear skirts. But if that is you, then be you. Embrace that as you. If you wanna shave your legs so that skirt you look better in your skirt, then do that. You wanna put heels or flats on, then do then do that. Don't you know, you don't have to fit or just because you like something or like doing something that's out of the box doesn't mean you have to put a label on it. You know, the problem is is we've, we've gotten so wrapped up and so consumed in all these different labels, differentiating ourselves, creating differences, pulling ourselves apart, and then we go through a whole nother battle. To be equal Well,
2: right. you
1: were equal Until, you know, you were equal you, We were equally Human Okay, until You decided To undergo Hormone treatment Or hormone therapy Or surgery of some sort to become transgender And now you're calling yourself Transgender Okay you created that label, or society created that label, or doctors created this for you. I don't know who created it or how it came about, but you pulled yourself away from the mass. And now you want to lead a fight to be equal. Well, when you were in the mass, you weren't happy. And now that you pull yourself away from the mass, you're not happy. So you want to fight government and other people just to be equal. You know, you, we we just want to live... And, and our truth Okay fine Well what were you living Before When you were living among the mass of humans You see what I'm saying It's almost right. like We go all the way around the globe To get from California to Nevada Right And that's it's not really necessary
0: I'm with you. And it made perfectly good sense. We just got to do...
1: Not, not a ton, though. We just got to do a little bit
0: better. We got to realize that we're fighting for something that was already... Like you said, was already there. Nobody told you, you know, we're not going to accept you as as a gay. No. Do your thing But I just can't Bring my simple mind To understand Let alone teach My son how to understand it Or how to uh, Accommodate you I, I would love to Accommodate you However my mind doesn't
1: Compute it right I don't think that, you know, it's, I can accept anyone for who they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Without having to go into the discussion or without having to assume or figure out if, you know, transsexual, transgender, pansexual, lesbian, gay, or what have you. Like, that doesn't even have to be, I can treat you with respect or, you know, Dignity and you know All that good stuff Humanity You know Um, we can have Humanity among us without having to go Into conversations Like that because why that doesn't Matter to me because If you are a person And I'm a person and and, um, Whether you're a child of God or not And I'm a child of God then then I'm going to treat you with love Regardless Of that so don't try to find reasons for me not to treat you with love simply because you're not secure in
0: who you are who you are or you or who are. you
1: were born as right you know like that should never in my mind like that should never be a topic of conversation i should be able to stand in front of you and have a conversation with you and walk away cool in knowing that I treated you with love, kindness, respect, um, I may refer to you as as Mister Quick, but you're not offended because of that because I'm only referring to you from what I see. We didn't. Sure. You you see what I'm saying? So I don't. I. It's like I I agree again with. If if I see you and you have a beard, and I say, okay, well, thank you, Mister Quick. Uh, why can't you say you're welcome? Why do we have to go all out and now you have to expose your history or expose your previous or current insecurities by saying, oh, ah, honey, you got me messed up. I am Mrs. Quick. Yeah, no. no, no. Now we've gone from a relationship of love to. Animosity because you feel like I've mistreated you. Well, well I didn't know. You know, like that, what the, your surgical procedures and, and your medications don't matter to me in this conversation. You see what I'm saying? Like, it only matters because it matters to you now. But that doesn't matter to me. I can treat you with love and respect with all of that set aside.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, that's the greatest difference right there. We we trying to we trying to do the most right when enough is just fine. Enough is just fine. Like Pastor said, you know, stop trying to sing all on the answer machine and all that. Just give me the beat. You know what I mean? Like this, this. Yeah,
1: just, right.
0: That's what we're here for.
1: Right. You know, but again, you know, and I think that when it comes to, just like I can treat anyone with love and respect and dignity, and and you know what, like however they decide to live their life, that's between them and their god. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, mm-hmm. Is I think that <laughs> the flip side of that is not really honor, honored. So when you when you flip it around for for those of us who um, are deciding to to raise our children and teach our children um, how to live and be. What they were born to be as far as Gender is concerned like Why why are we on the receiving End of Hatred or You know you need to change your way of thinking well, Why do I have to change my way of thinking Well this is my child like If you want to raise your child the way you want To raise your child do that But this one is mine so how are you going to Sit out there and judge me or call Me wrong or say that I'm not Loving or say that I'm less than Anything but a child of God Because I'm not raising my child To your standard You see what I'm saying? And
0: and that's, that's The issue I think that We have gotten away from The standard I think we've gotten away from the standard And the standard was set by God. I
1: agree.
0: So I guess we have to identify the standard. If we're going to we're going to live by the standard, we have to identify What it is? I'm sorry.
1: I mean, you I, I mean, think if
0: we all on the same page, there won't be any misunderstandings, and you will realize that there is no disrespect intended when you know I call you sir and ma'am based on what I see.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly you know
0: although I'm passionate about about this, it does um it's never my intentions to disrespect anyone. It's never my intention. So but I just I gotta go based on my understanding.
1: See I think that You know we have to get to a place Where We can have Conversations And understand One another before We um, Jump To say or or get in our feelings um because of differences. You see what I'm saying? Um mm-hmm. it's okay. Why can't we sit and have a conversation? And if and if you have, are um homosexual, lesbian, gay, transgender, transsexual, what have you, um Just because I'm not And I'm choosing To raise my children In a different To not be that way Doesn't mean that Like you said I'm being disrespectful Or I don't love you Or I can't treat you With love Because I can And will do that um, but you have to stop making differences or you have to stop pointing out your differences. Because the more Absolutely. you... Like, it's almost like... I don't know how to describe it. It's like, the more you say you're different, the more you actually become different. And... Right. You set yourself apart, and you alienate yourself. But so then that's you going turn back around to and you fight. Tongue, right? Yeah. You You turn around and you fight to stop from being alienated. Well, you you did that. Yeah,
2: I agree with that.
1: Hello. Hello. Give me for a
0: moment I, I think To To the business point Take a position And stick to it You can't Ask for To be treated equal But yet yeah, you don't treat Everyone equal You know, you want to say that you're being um, alienated or, or, I'm just going to say picked on because of your what have you, but no one noticed it until you pointed it out. You can't show someone your boo boo if you will, and then say, y'all picking on me because I'm handicapped or because I'm different. That's not right. No one knew that you were different. Everyone treated you the same until you said that you were different. Now we treat you different. Now you want to argue that you're being treated differently. Take a position. Stick with
1: it. Right. I think they. You know. Is what's confusing is there's so many different terms um, mm. that that's being used and. Um, it gets confusing, it gets overwhelming just to try and understand what any individual could be or what any individual identifies with. You you have the term pansexual, you have the LGBT, you have LGBTQ, you have um, homosexual, you have, there's another one here, uh, queer, you have intersex, you have Non-binary You know There's so many different terms That one could agree with But in each Of them I see That You know Um, That that A determining factor Or it it has something To do with uh, Romantic interest Or sexual interest Okay Um so I think with all these different terms we as society have begun, you know, again, cultivating the sexual relationship and um and I think that when when you do that you play a dangerous game. You know, one, you play a dangerous game with what I believe God intended. Um there not to be you know he had already determined it was already determined that woman was made for man not only from man but for man
2: right.
1: um, you see what I'm saying so it in in the Bible it talks about abstinence it talks about um. Talks about adultery and, and lusting and different things like that And so I, I say that to say that Like all these terms um, Have something to do with A romantic or sexual interest but, but no one is saying To their daughter when she comes home and says, you know I'm gay No one is saying hey You're not even ready for sex Let alone to talk about whether you're ready for sex With a woman or a man or a boy or a girl You know, this isn't even, this is, it's not something for you to experience right now at this age, and here's why. Like, we're not having those conversations. We're saying, oh, okay. And, you know, some parents are probably thinking, well, it's better for her to like girls than like boys. At least she can't get pregnant, you know, um, trying to, you know, make light of it. But the fact of the matter is, is that, we're not teaching our girls how sacred and how precious they are and we're not teaching our boys, you know, not to waste seed and you know what the what the Bible says. Um we're not teaching that, you know, wait until you get married. We are again, you know, saying, Okay, cool. You know you wanna have sex at eleven years old? As long as it's a girl, it's fine. Like, what? No, it's not fine. You, you know, like how how did we become okay with saying fine to our children who's eight, nine, ten, eleven, you know, saying that they they're gonna have sex with what a girl. And then, you know, it's oh, yeah. I'd rather for you to do it here than to go out and do it somewhere else. No. I'm not saying sex is not okay, but it's not okay until you get to an age where you understand the consequences of sex.
0: Oh, hold that thought. That's like I'm pay these bills real quick. Hold that thought, and I got something I'm gonna hit you with real soon. So let's pay these bills. From the streets to the pool pit is sponsored in part by Q Traditional Cuts, setting new standards to old traditions. Visit the talented professionals at Q Traditional Cuts. That's www.QtraditionalCuts.com. And we're back. So it seems as though the, the power has shifted from the parents to the child. Why do you think that is? Now these the kids can do what they want to do, is you know, when the parents just kind of, well, you know, versus a a flat out nah, you ain't doing that, no. You you know what I mean?
1: yeah, I do. I think it goes back to conversations we've had before. One, uh one, we had a, a guest on before and, and he talked about how parents nowadays want to be friends, not parents. Um, two, it goes back to again that foundation. You know, the foundation of the parent not being um concrete. It was you know, it was built with wood. So every once in a while a board may rot out or may break. And it not be replaced with Anything of substance um, okay. Three I think that you know On the on the call just last week We had a lady on And um, you know she had mentioned We're moving further and further away from God Yeah three Because the Bible says train a child up Doesn't say anything About letting a child train you um, mm-hmm. you, you know Bear the rod for the child Different things like that It does talk about um, A little bit about parenting And again I'm not an expert in the Bible So don't quote me I'm just paraphrasing Based on what I've learned Um, I saved the the expertise For pastor. However um, You know we, We also have parents Who are Who don't care It's You know Okay warned you that, okay, fine um not saying that they don't love I think caring and loving your child is different. You can love your child and not care about different things they get into um, because you're not that educated on on it you you see what I'm saying so right. you and we don't we're not instilling any type of work ethic any type of you know, decision making in our children. It we're no longer teaching consequences to the actions. So yeah, the seat the the parents are being driven by the child. Like you know, it's no longer driving Miss Daisy. It is you know, children drive your parents. Right. And they determine, you know, they are determining how they live their lives. Well, I think that's fine and well. Once we've laid that foundation, the foundation you know, absolutely. once we've, you know, what do you call it? When you, before you pour the concrete, what do you got to do? Don't you got to mark it off?
0: Yeah, you got to, you got to. Uh, you got
2: to
1: level the ground.
0: Never letting it's a lot of preparation that goes before you for the a lot of,
1: exactly, exactly. So those preparation stages come from, from birth all the way up until, you know, they're at that age where you can you can begin pouring pouring the foundation for them to understand who they are um in Christ or Lord in God and then who they are as their gender. Um, which is what I include in how I, I raise my boys and help them identify with what God has destined them to be, okay? Um, but there's a whole lot of prep work that goes before you lay that foundation. And I think that when, when we as parents let our children um, or when we as parents don't do the prep work, Before pouring the foundation Or don't prep And don't pour the foundation You're leading your child Or letting your child Go down I would say Probably a dark road um, Because they're not learning anything You know They're not knowing That there's consequences to action They're not knowing that You know You can't You can't treat everybody You know You can't be rude to everybody you you, you have to have some respect for self, you know, self-worth. And if we're not doing that, then, you know, our children are going to be lost.
0: No, I agree. I agree with that. So how do we get that get that shift back in the parental favor? The favor, excuse me.
1: You take control. I've never owned a dog, but I sometimes look at my window and I see um, owners walking their pets and different things, and most of the time, I find that the pet is pulling the owner. Okay? Mm. In that situation, the roles are reversed as well. The owner has the leash, but it's saying, okay, the, the owner is giving that dog the ability to lead the way. Okay? Right. Since is when, as, if you are the owner, if you're driving this train, why do you let your dog lead the way? If you're walking the dog, then you need to lead the way. So you pull the dog or let the dog walk behind you. That's how you train a dog, from what I read in some dog training manuals. Um, you reward the, the dog when they go outside, like when you're training the dog to pee. You reward the dog So I say that 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 Oftentimes People Are better At training their dogs Than they are At training their children They put more love Time and care Into their dogs Than they do their children And sometimes vice versa Like The dog pull them And their children run them too Um so you got to take your control back. You got to take the leash and you got to say, hey, hey, you know, I tell our son several times, like, hold up, you know, like, I'm still your mom. You know, you you may be sick. You may not be able to swallow pills right now, you know how to swallow pills, but you can't, you're not going to look at me and tell me, oh, I'm not taking a pill. You're going to take what I tell you to take. mm." As your mom, I already know your limitations. I already know you can't swallow a pill. So I'm already forward thinking in that I've got to get you a ferret or dissolvable. But you're not going to outright tell me you're not going to take a pill. Because what I have the power and the ability to do is to make sure that pill goes down your throat. See what I'm saying? I do. I do. So it's one of those things. Like I know how to operate or I already know your limitations and I'm not going to push you or make you do something that I know you absolutely cannot do. But what you will not do is tell me that you won't do it. Which you're not going to do. Yeah. You don't, you know, and of course it wasn't like, you know, he was being boastful or anything like that. It was like, well, I'm not taking a pill. Well, look, if that's all I can get you, then you're going to take a pill. Why? Because I'm still your mama. you my child.
0: And if you're sick. I'm 40,
1: right. I'm 40 years old, soon to be, and I have never told my dad that, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Won't even think of it. But yet, you have these parents who say, well, okay, um... Tell you what Let's just go to the doctor And we'll get you a shot An allergy shot And we'll we'll just do it that way Because you're not afraid of needles No It is up to us To set the boundaries Okay And it is up to us To know our children's limitations So it's a two way street when they get to a certain age where of course, you know, you, you have to determine your children's maturity. But when when they get to an age where there's you know, there can be a dialect between both of you, then you understand that you can talk to them enough to understand that, okay, you can't swallow pills. So as a parent, you know, like let, let me help them. I need to help them get better, but I also gotta make sure that whatever I get he can actually take, but on the other side of that, it is still our responsibility to say, "Hey, wait a minute now, I know your limitations, but you don't get to tell me what you're not going to do because I'm still no I remember when i was when I was younger,
0: and there was really no no question if I was sick enough. I don't care how nasty it was. I'm I'm holding my nose, taking it to the head, following it with Peppermint or what have you. Like, my mission was to get better. And, I mean, it was times where, where I, I wanted to run. And, hell, I probably should have ran. But I couldn't run. I was sick. You know what I mean? So when yeah. they bring that the that, that NyQuil or or like oil, castor oil Oh my goodness. Yeah that's, It's just what it was. Know, yeah. But it wasn't it was no no, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. And I see that often, you know, especially in my line of work where kids are telling the parents, "This is what I'm. So what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna do that." And I'm like, "Hey, you paying for this?" They're like, no. Okay, then. Well, shut up. You don't get say so. And the parents is like, "That's what I'm talking about."
1: More often than not But see, why should like, you oh have God, to do that's that. kind of, Why Why can't the parents, you know, intervene and say, "Hey, hey, hey you ain't paying for that." You see what I'm saying? Oh, maybe they're when, too embarrassed. You...
0: Maybe they're caught off guard. However, I ain't embarrassed. Yeah. And I'm not going to let you, as a kid, come in here, Brandon. So, what you do out there is, is on you. But in here, you're a kid. Period. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing this. Don't do that. And she and and the mom be negotiating. Well, just a little bit. Well, don't you think? And I'm sitting here like, oh my goodness, mom, what is it that you want? Then that's what we're gonna do. Now I look at the the kid like, hey, you're gonna sit right here and get it done. Now. What they do outside, she take him to GameStop or what have you. That's on them. But in this year, we go, we go, we go. down the parents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, it starts at home. The foundation has to be there, and sometimes. Right. It's, it's that that circus parenting? You know, they come in for a season, do everything they want to do, but on a consistent level, the consistency isn't there. You know what I mean? I'm I'm at work all the time. You home by yourself, and to pacify you, I will just buy you what you want, shut you up keep you occupied with the game or what have you, and that's just what it is.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, unfortunately, the world isn't what it used to be. You know, know, when we were growing up um, and our parents worked all day, and we had to be home by ourselves, you know there were neighbors home that would look out for you, so even though you were at home by yourself, you you still had oversight nowadays um there was something I was watching, I think it was a show where it said that, that social it was oh it was a show where where they were talking about you know social media was originally designed and intended for people to be social, but it's made people anti social. you know so so now we, we live in a world where everyone's so tied up in social media that no one knows how to socialize. No one knows how to walk to the neighbor's door and say, Hey, you know, can I can I borrow some sugar? Or hey, you know, you home alone, I got some dinner here. Now uh, your mom didn't get off until, you know, such and such. Let me you know, let me let me go ahead and feed you. You know, um we live in we live in a world where, I think, you know, we were when we were growing up, we were told not to. You couldn't be on the internet, and you couldn't get in the cars of strangers. Now you can order a car uh, from the internet, and a stranger will pick you up from your house.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we live in that kind of world, and the unfortunate part is. You know, again, we, we've we gotten away from the basics. We've gotten away from what God has had intended for us. And that is, you know, part of what we've been talking about, goodness, for so long. Am I my brother's keeper? We've gotten away from that. You know, the answer is supposed to be yes, I am. And now it's, no, I'm not. And when I think about am I my brother's keeper of that, that's about, you know, me safeguarding um, my brother's house when he's away, me safeguarding my brother's family when, when he's away, me safeguarding my brother's children when he's away at work or permanently. You know, we've gotten so far away from that that children are raising themselves. And if you think about
2: Absolutely.
1: it, you you look at the you look at our children. And you think about you know our fourteen year old, and you remember when he was eight, things that he would do at eight. Now look at him at fourteen. You, could you imagine not giving him direction at seven and eight? Do you do you know what he'd be like at fourteen?
0: Oh, a monster!
1: He'd be like hell on wheels. Hell on, on the
0: wheel. A monster. Because yeah. like you said, the, the foundation wasn't there.
1: Yeah, and you think about the correction that we had that that we had to lay, you know, like the the you know, it was say for instance when um you know, something something as simple as as making a bigot. You know, think about if he didn't, if we didn't say hey, Make your bed when you get up and take care of your hygiene You know what would happen Every morning He'd roll out of bed Throw his glasses on and walk out the door and go to school mm. Bed ain't made, ain't never been made You know, you, you Haven't brushed your teeth, haven't washed your face You haven't done anything and And he would be okay with that You know, now Because we because we've laid that foundation And we've instilled those values You know um, When he went with me the other morning Helping me out uh, He wouldn't get out the car so I, mean, I have not washed my face and brushed my teeth I just rode with you to make sure You know, you're good It wouldn't show itself And that's because we did what? Laid the foundation You know, we, we, no, we did insane. all the... Yeah, we did all the groundwork. We did all the... We, we cleaned out all the, the trash. We we put down the the soil. We leveled the ground. We, you know, we framed it in. You know, we, we mixed the concrete. We poured the concrete. We smoothed the concrete. You know, we did it all. And still doing it. You know, that... The, the thing that, that some people... You know, I don't want anyone to misconstrue or misunderstand it that that's still not done. That foundation, man, that foundation, it, it goes on and on. Like you're never you're never done. Because even at eighteen, when your child becomes an an adult by law, mentally at eighteen, they're probably still sixteen. Um, so you have to be able to recognize your children's mental capacity and still nurture them and lay more foundation or continue to smooth that, that foundation. Um, again, you know, it can go on up for as long as they live or as long as you live.
0: Absolutely. I know it's a tad bit late. We're going to introduce Pastor to the line and he's going to talk about this, this foundation. Pastor?
2: Yes, sir. How are you welcome? Thank you, sir. A little late tonight. Um at an extended extended service. So so just got a chance to get on here. Um I was just gonna listen and see what you guys are talking about. We're
0: talking about how, who's pouring the foundation in our our kids' life. Um, hmm. that we we've talked about the influences we've talked about teachers we've talked about society we talked about um, no equality and uh, replace it with humanity uh, yeah. so we've talked yeah. about uh, the children and the parent power
2: shift wow sounds like you guys have covered a lot
0: well,
2: you know Well, as far as I'm concerned um, we got to make sure that we um, Are clear on You know, the foundation itself That foundation has to be In my opinion, number one God, number two, love uh, You know, uh, it has to be That, so there's a difference Between the foundation And the one that's pouring the foundation And so as As a parent, as a father, I have a responsibility to pour that into my children, you know, and I do that, uh, you know, not only um, based off of what I've been taught, but I, I need to pour it based off of who I am because I don't know if you've ever seen anybody pour, actually pour concrete, if you will, but, you know, there's a form that is poured in. In other words, there's boundaries that they don't want the concrete to go outside of. And so we have to establish some boundaries for our children. And on the inside of that concrete, you know, underneath it, there's usually some gravel or some sand and, I guess, water, whatever they mix it with or whatever. That foundation has to be solid. It has to be rock solid. You can't raise up your children, you know, if you're the one pouring that foundation. You can't raise them up believing that, money's going or everything, or, you know, they're better than everybody else, or they're worse than everybody else, or, uh, you know, teaching them hatred or prejudice or discrimination and things of that nature. You got to make sure that, uh, you know, that foundation is set, you know, I mean, that, that, that mold is set, you know, and once that mold is set, um, then uh, you, you make sure that those gravels are in there, and then... Following that man, they usually put some type of metal in there, something to make it stand, something to make it strong, you know. And you know, with, with concrete, they use something called rebar, which is just metal. You can't see it. You can't see it after it's done, but it's in there. And for us, when we pour that foundation, that what I call the rebar part—that's the truth. We got to put truth in them. We got to give them the truth that they can stand on forever that nobody is better than you, that you're just as good as everybody else, that you can become anything that you want to become, that if you work hard, that if you grind the right way, you know, your your possibilities are endless, that you are you are you uh, uh, have a legacy in your family, that you are uh, the child of a king, that you are, you know, a king coming up. You know, um, when they introduced me at church, uh, a church, I always tell them, you know, whether the uh, other pastor wants to say it or not, I'm uh, married to a queen. Uh, I'm the father of of, uh, three three kings and one princess, and that's the way that I want to be introduced. Now, all of them don't do that, but, you know, I poured that into my children. Now, do they always live like it? No. But I'm responsible for pouring that foundation. Now, when it comes to... um, 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 you know, they come a time with that concrete where you take the mold away, and once the mold is taken away, you know, uh, now you got it set. And so what happens is, you know, uh, once my children, I've got two kids that are out of the house now, and you know, I pray, and I've taught them, you know, you stay within the boundaries that I've set for you. You stay right here now. Don't don't. Don't go outside these boundaries. It works everywhere. You know, I don't care where you go. It works, but you got to make a decision to stay within. So, you know, I do that. But now when I sent this last one off to college, uh, by the time he got to college, that foundation was already set. But now when he was in kindergarten in elementary school, you know, that's where I think a lot of times we make our mistake at. We send him to school, and we want the teacher to pour the foundation. No, what should happen is I've already poured the foundation, and now the teacher's pouring on top of the foundation that I poured. In other words, she she has a role in it, don't get me wrong, but ultimately it's my, uh, you know, responsibility. And I need to know who the teacher is. I need to go to these meetings. I need to meet her. I need to know that you're concerned about my son. I need you to know who I am. I need you to know what me and my family is all about, you know, I don't want anybody connected to my children that I have not already checked out. Nobody. I don't care who they are. I, I need to know who the teacher is. I need to know who the dentist is. I need to know who the pediatrician is. I need to know, you know, even the mechanic that's gonna be working on my boys' cars, you know. Uh, you know what? I know who you are. I met you for myself, I wanna let you know, you know. Ain't gonna be no games run, you know. So even though I poured the foundation, guess what? Now I have a responsibility to come back and check the foundation because if I don't, a crack can come in it. And if a crack mm-hmm. comes in it, then you know, before you know it, somebody's gonna get <laughs> sidetracked and 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 some damage is gonna be done. So I don't know where y'all been, but that's all I that's all I can it- throw at you right now because again, um, this is a, a very serious topic, man. The wrong person for your foundation. They add too much water to it; it ain't gonna hold. It's not mm-hmm. going to hold. And the Bible says that train up a child, you know, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. It didn't say that they won't, you know, um, you know, hard times won't come. It's, they'll, they'll come back. They'll be okay. But we got to do our part, man. So um, I'll leave it right there. That's my, that's my piece. You know, it's funny you mention that. My grandmother, she
0: had to have surgery.
2: And,
0: you know, she brought the doctor and the doctor, the family. And I asked the doctor, I said, now, where's the anesthesiologist? He was like, huh? I said, anesthesiologist, you know, I don't want to put her under. He said, oh, you want to meet him? I said, I do. And so, he, he was like, okay, well, I'll send him over. He leaves. my grandmother like, why the hell you want to meet him? I said, because I need to know who I'm going to put to
2: sleep if he don't wake you up. Yeah, I hear you. I do hear you. And she I started laughing.
0: And the doctor started laughing. Well, the anesthesiologist kind of started laughing. Because I said it in front of him as well. And... um then they looked at me and they noticed that I wasn't laughing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's when that, that you know the OS look came about his face. Mm-hmm. You know, I just need to know. So to your point, I need to meet everybody. When my wife yes. is at the hospital, I, I'm I'm there too. I I need to know. And I got a good look at everybody. I'm not gonna keep poking on her, y'all not gonna keep probing. No, y'all got one more chance and we done with it. If y'all don't get it, y'all won't get it. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to protect, right? Mm-hmm. You got to set the foundation, you got to set the boundaries. And the boundaries has to be clear cut. There're not going to be any blurred lines. It's going to be clear cut that foundation. Once you remove those 2 by Mhm. That foundation is there, it goes to a steep, it goes out and it falls off like a cliff. Mm. That's that's clear. If you're when you're out of bounds, when you're off the porch, you're out of bounds. Yep. That's yes, a, now as far as the mixture and, and and uh and all this, I think everything is is vitally important to have a strong foundation. Like you said, you need the rebar, you need the grates, you need uh, the cement, you need the rocks, you need the everything, including the 2 by four. if you're going to have a strong foundation. And that's right. where the love, and that's where the morals, and that's where the word of God, and that's, you know, all this coming to play.
2: Right, 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 right. And
0: if you're, if my son come to your house and he's only going to come to your house to stay at your house if my standards or your standards are, are on the same level.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My teachings and your teachers are the same level because I can't have him come to your house if right. you're going to be counterproductive. If I'm going to say, no, nah, he can't have sugar after five and you like, well, we eat dinner at seven and after that we got chocolate cake. Now, nah. knowing you, you'd be like, well, you know, we probably have this cake, but your daddy said you can't eat after five, so <laughs> sorry about your luck.
2: Because I know That's how it. he is
0: about the money bar. That's it.
2: <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. But, you know, to, to flip this thing a little bit, um, I have a daughter. And um, eventually, at some point, you know, some knucklehead is going to say she's cute, you know, he's going to want to come, you know, take her out, or go to the prom or whatever, 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 uh, you know, but before she, you know, goes to this next level with his joker, then guess what? I'm go, you know, I've already spent time with her, you know, and I'm still pouring into her. I'm still letting her know as age allows, you know, what this is about. I, you know, taking her and I've held her and said, "Okay, now, you know, you know, if a guy's holding your hand like this, if he hugs you, this is this is how you allow guys to hold you, hug you. You 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 don't allow this, you don't allow that. I even told her, you know, okay, this is what I want you to understand. You let me know immediately if somebody touches you and it feels really bad or really good, either one of them. Let me know." If it makes you feel very uncomfortable and really bad, let me know. If it feels real good to you, you better let me know real quick, you know. And so I'm not <laughs> naive enough to think that she don't have hormones, you know. I, I'm I'm, right. I'm real with it. I hate to think about it, but real is just real. So I got a responsibility that the guy that she meets is not going to be the first guy she ever had to deal with. It's not the first time she's been taken out on a date. It's not the first gift she's ever been bought, you know, because when this Joker try to take her to a restaurant, you know, her eyes ain't gonna be all shining like, Oh my God, I have never been to a place like yes you have. Yes you have. Yes you have. You're not gonna you're not gonna say we're gonna take a flight. Right? she's already been on one. You ain't giving her nothing that no the only one thing you can give her that I can't give her and we ain't gonna discuss what that is, but when it comes time for you to give her that you would have already said I do, and already had my shotgun at the back of your head, then you better not hurt her. <laughs> That's a joke, folks. But at the same time, again, okay. you got to pour that foundation, and you got to make sure, you know, that they got a picture that says this is what it's supposed to look like. And likewise with my boys, you know, when they got ready to go to the prom or whatever, I made my boys, I can't say made them, told them that before you go. And ask this girl to the prom or whatever. Maybe y'all have discussed it, but I need you to man up and uh, ask this young girl's parents. Go to her father. Go to her father. And this dude came to me, man, almost in tears, and told me, he said, man, he said, I, I just want to shake your hand. I said, for what? He said, your son came to me and wanted to know if it was okay if I, uh, if he took my daughter to the prom. And uh, he said, man, I'm going to tell you, he said, I prayed for a young man like that. And to this day, he still wants my son to marry his daughter, you know. And, <laughs> you know, this was just a prom from several years ago. But, you know, the truth of the matter is just, that's the foundation.
1: I'm really? not going to
2: overstep my bounds. She still belongs to you. And I'm going to I'm gonna get, if I want to use your car, I ask you, so why would you let me use your car and I don't have to ask you to, to take your daughter out? Come on, man, that right. makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. So we've got to we've got to pour that proper foundation. So if you hear my children talk and they're not talking, you know, like me, I'm not talking about you know how it sounds audibly, but you know they're not talking with faith, they're not talking with confidence, if they're not talking with sense. You know, then then I have not done my job. I have not done what I'm supposed to do. So um, my job is to work myself out of a job. My job is to raise them up to where uh, they can continue the legacy, that they can go on and teach, you know, the next generation and the next generation. So, um, you know, and, and every now and then they'll call and say, hey, um, most of the time they'll call and say, hey, pop, I need, some, need your word on something. I'm like, what is it? And they'll throw something at me, and I'm like, okay, let Let's think this thing through. Because regardless to how old they get, you know, you can't replace wisdom. And there's some there's some roads that I've crossed that they haven't seen yet. And so even with that foundation, you know, I have to check it every now and then. I have to check it for cracks. I have to check it for damage. I have to check it for, you know, these little things. Something starts to, tries to grow up in it sometimes, you know. I have to check it. And if your foundation's messed up, this is another conversation for another day. you got to break that whole thing up and start over again. And and start you don't want that again. to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure I done wrecked everything y'all talked about tonight. But, but it no, is actually, what it is. As yeah. you
0: came in and, and kind of reiterated and confirmed what we just heard. so that's. You know, that's the standard. That's what you do. But when it comes to to these these foundations, like you said, you know, with with Baby Girl, you make sure that the the wife mentioned earlier, as far as the hero, the example, Mm -hmm. everything is in house. It's not something that's on television. It's not something that they read in the comic book. He's Mm -hmm. in house. You know, so if you go to, to mold her into a wife, you know, you got to teach her. That's right. You got to teach her. That's right. And the same thing is what you did with the boys when they were asking, you know, they went to the lady's father. Hell, I did that to my wife.
2: That's what the sister
0: came to the wedding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, so, that's what's we're gonna, up. Yeah. so we're gonna maintain these standards. We go, we go. We already have a found strong foundation to build on. So now it's time to build on it. You know, we mentioned earlier as far as these uh, these teachers overstepping their boundaries. Mm. It's only because the foundation wasn't solid. At home. That way mm-hmm. they could do so. You know, I'm one, I tell my kids, you worry about giving trouble at home, not at school. I can, the rule at home is the rule. Period. You ought to say yes, ma'am. You ought to say no, ma'am. You ought to say yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You ought to say no. And that's based on what you see. That's not based on, you know, who you identify with. No, we ain't going, we ain't, I'm not going to confuse my son. So with that, we was talking about, you know, the meaning of equality and the meaning of humanity. And I'm not, no, in none of those definitions or synonyms, then it means that I'm going to be uncomfortable to make you comfortable that's not a fair trade Mm. so we kind of covered an array of things just by talking about the foundation
2: sounds good to me man sounds good to me i can't wait to um i'm gonna make an attempt to go back and listen to it um Again, so uh, can't wait, man, to hear uh, the input. Can't wait. It's,
0: man, it's, we got to just remember who we are, man, period, and and not let society tell us who we are. The parents, Mm -hmm. God has, He's assigned it, He's assigned what we are, male or female. And and the parents build on that. You know, we were talking about, you know, it's kind of like the holes. You know, God is the source. He's the He's the He's the water that's going to the spigot. The family,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the parents are the ones who control the spigot.
2: Right?
0: Mm-hmm. And as as let's say the one the father controls the spigot, the mother controls the nozzle. That way we control mm-hmm. where the water goes, where the water flows. If we don't, it's just going to go every which direction, and that's not what you want because it's kind of Productive.
2: Yeah, you're gonna waste water. You're gonna waste water. Because we so, waste water.
0: And the grass isn't green on the other side. It's just a hot water. <laughs> yeah. mill.
2: That's all. That's all it is. Oh man. But
0: that's 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 what it's about. So yeah. I mean
2: We've got to do it. No doubt about it. It's our, our responsibility. And um, for me personally, I, I think it should be our honor also. You know, it should be an honor to do that, to know that I'm shaping, you know, I'm raising up, um, you know, future husbands. You know, I'm raising them up to uh, to to treat their wives like queens. I'm raising them up to be the man of their house, to make sure that they protect, to make sure that they provide, to make sure that, you know, they are who they're supposed to be. And, you know, my boys, my girl, my their wives will never have to worry about them doing simple things like letting the toilet seat down, you know, because they've gotten their... Um, of lashings, if you will, for leaving them up, even that, even the little things, you know, the little things like that, it can make a difference, man, it can make a difference, it can, it can make all the difference in the world, you know, um, uh, you know, surprising that wife every now and then, getting her, you know, something within means, whatever, you know, spending some time with her, they know that that's. That's mandatory, and that time will come. In other words, but it's sure. been put in them. That's part of their fight. That's part of their their foundation. And you know, now it's up to them to use it. But it's in there. It's in there. So i to tell, uh, tell you what you got to
0: teach them kids. because I told you, you got to also tell them, man. Only time you leave the toilet seat up is at night when she make you mad. <laughs> you leave it up at night. So when they go to sit on it, it's porcelain. She gonna cut you out, but you gonna feel better.
2: You to feel bad. <laughs> see, see, that's why you handle the street part, not handle the pool pit part. You... <laughs> that's why, that's why we, that's why we have to keep this thing set Because you'll do that. Because my wife will come back with her wet butt and put it right <laughs> on me, and I ain't trying, to, I ain't trying to fill all that stuff. <laughs> Oh, God, a, man. they sit down on
0: that cold porcelain, man. They,
2: yes, sir. They know
0: what
2: they did. No they know out. what they did, bro. I guarantee you that, man. But yeah, I do. I do hope you know your wife is on this line. I do hope you understand that. So we'll we'll see how that goes later on, but. Uh, I do, but she nah, treats me like a tree
0: mason. I can't drink after seven, so what I'm doing? Oh, is- oh, <laughs> oh boy,
2: she got you. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, she <laughs> she, 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 got you on my brother. I hate to say that, man. Yeah, i yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, no, nah, man, we do. We have an awesome responsibility and an awesome, um, you know, um, honor, you know, to train up the next generation of young men and young women to train up uh, a a wife for, you know, someone great because she can't marry anybody unless they're great, you know. Yeah, she can make a mess, I'm sure of that, but she's not going to. I I, I, I decree that. And so to know that she understands how to listen, that she understands, you know, um, part of the psyche of a man, now, is she going to have some of her own struggles? Of course. Of course. Of course. I'm not naive to believe that or whatever. But she also is going to understand that when I don't understand, you know, I know now it's prayer time. I know now that it's advice time. I know where to go and get my wise counsel. So we try to cover as much as we can, man. Um, you know, uh, it's like when I was coaching Little League Baseball, man. You know, I uh, – just when they realize, you know, some of these same kids possibly could end up playing pro baseball, possibly. Most of them won't, but some of them could. So guess what? i got to show them that, give them that that, that, that foundation of this. i got to make sure that they understand that, you know, I don't care how you change your name or what drink is named after you. If you can't catch, throw, and hit, then you ain't going to play baseball. <laughs> so let me give you the foundation. Let me give you the basics. You can't do physics and 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 calculus without being able to add and subtract. That's the foundation. You gotta, you know, we gotta understand that, man. We try to, you know, try to learn so much and forget. You know, it, it's hard to live the Bible if you can't read. You gotta get a foundation about yourself, man. You know, it's just all there is to it. You know, and and we. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, We're doing too the much. foundation
0: is important. Yeah. We're doing too much. We overlooking the simple stuff.
2: Yes. We yes. start it's running the motorway Yeah. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. One of my kids asked me, "Said you think I can drive in the city?" I said, "Look, man. Um, the, uh, the 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 distance between two lines is the same." Stay in your lane. The difference is they're blowing at you. They want you to speed up. I said, but you don't have to stop being you. You gotta be you wherever you go. You stay between your lines, you drive like you know. And then from there on, you know, the rest will take care of itself. you know, you don't let nobody change you from being you. Be who you are. Bloom where you planted. Don't oh man, don't don't get caught up just because I was sudden you in New York City. I gotta drive different. Now you ain't gotta drive different. Everybody else is aggressive, and you know maybe one day you'll speed it up, up the pace, but keep it between the lines, obey the signs. When it's on green, you go. When it's on red, you stop. <laughs> you know, you, you know, still obey the signs, man. So, and when they still go speed up. Yeah, that's 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 what that means right there. That's that's, that's <laughs> an addendum to that area right there, man. <laughs> so that's the way it works. <laughs> we, just, there's some things you just have to, there's some rules you just have to, you know, uh, let them know about. But uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to try and listen to this thing over again, man. I I, I love what you guys have covered. Uh-huh. It well,
0: it's the missus, of course.
2: All right. Sounds oh, good everybody,
0: all right. <laughs> like I said, if everybody hearts and mind clear, we're going to close it out. Miss Quick?
2: I am completely I am clear, man.
0: You clear? Miss Quick? Yes. Is the heart and mind clear? Yes. Yes, thank you. Okay. I love you and I thank you. Pastor said his heart and mind is clear. Love you, bro I'm glad you decided to join us
2: Hey, we're going to do do it, man Tomorrow night's my last night of revival God is good, man I made it through nine weeks So, yeah Lord, thank Uh, you so much for uh, this discussion on tonight I'm sure, God, that it was um, um, greatly discussed And I'm sure that it was um, tremendously needed uh, we take so many little things for granted. We just make the assumption that um, children are going to get what they need. But no, we got to purposely pour into them. We got to purposely, you know, lay that foundation. We got to purposely understand that. You know what? If I put this in them, they'll be able to stand anywhere. And so, God, thank you so much for some. God, this was a refresher course. For others, it was a um, eye popping revelation. But regardless. I pray, as your word says, that this won't return back void. That someone will look and say, you know what? I have a great responsibility and a tremendous opportunity, and I do not take it lightly. Help us to know, God, that as we, you know, pour this foundation, help us to know, God, that we shouldn't pour something that um, don't look like ourselves. We should make that next uh, 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 thing better than we are. In other words, God, we shouldn't ask them to do something that we're not already doing. If we're asking them to trust God, we should be trusting God. If we're asking them to um, uh, treat folk right, we should be treating folk right. So help us, God, help us in the name of Jesus, Lord, not only to pour the Porter foundation, but to be the example that they can lead by. And I think I heard Quick say his wife may have mentioned that God help us to make sure that we understand. Uh, The fact that the role models and the heroes and all those things, they're not in video games. They're not in uh, 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 videos of rap stars. They're not in movies. They're not athletes. They're in our household. And so, God, if we're not that for our children, help us to become that. Help us to be that example that they can look to and that they'll be proud to say, you know, that's my dad. That's my mom. Help us, God, to just you know, be all that we're supposed to be. But then, Lord, help us to look to you as our foundation. You said that you're alpha and you're omega. Because you're alpha, that means you're supposed to be our foundation. So help us to allow that to uh, be the case. And then help us to every now and then check our own foundation to make sure that we're still within form. Now, God, bless this line. Bless this, this, this ministry. Bless this blog talk. God, to be all you've ordained for it to be. We may not always agree, but as long as you get glory out of it, as long as the people get the benefit, that's all that matters. So thank you so much for another successful night, and I pray that somebody was blessed. If that's the case, God, then um, uh, we have fulfilled our calling. So keep us until Thursday night. Take care of Quick as his wife. Take care of the entire ministry, Lord. Bless those that are on this line. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Well, that concludes my only thing that I want to leave y'all with is be careful who's pouring into your children's foundation. Make sure they line up with what you are teaching. Because if not, you're going to confuse the children. We all know that God is not in the midst of confusion. So this is From the Streets to the pulpit. Until Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, love one another, love God, respect all, and until then, peace.